Here's another thing that threw up in my mind Like the razor blade and her wrist Locked in a closet of deep space nine Deposit for a wasted life I lost it with a sweepstakes eye And another fucking fight A junkie in a queue for the library line That's another lost sight A stabbing of his eyes Her veins are now popping like blue train lines Still pumping on the bathroom floor And not for the thrust or what The mirror thought it saw He got a clearer thought And pulled it straight out He got me jumping from a real safe high I want a fool forever if you ain't By my side I want a fool forever if you ain't in my life I guess been eating away When I found her all drowned in grey I might have drowned her I could have played number And yeah, I might have seen it all Inhale, exhale like never in his life before It's likely it's down smoke settled in a fabric of the BME 34 Dropping burger crumbs on the CD floor In the back 12 CD store Got the radio rap and the CD door And she filled up on the end and she still needs more That dying blood Well, you know what they say It's important to admit you know what they say We've jumped the gun talking about marriage story. And then we need to follow up and admit when we are wrong. <laughs> is this about because it's about Noah Bombach's divorce and not his his parents' divorce? Exactly right. <laughs> it's actually about his divorce from Jennifer Jason Lee, not his parents' divorce. <laughs> Every other thing we said, that still stands. We were just wrong about the divorce aspect. <laughs> Otherwise, it's still just some boring shit. I did watch it. Um, I have, well, Before you go into it, I haven't watched it yet, but I did. someone did say to me that it seemed like um, uh, Adam Driver's character, like the whole reason he couldn't be in a marriage is just too, he was too successful and successful to yeah. be in a marriage. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it makes Noah Bombach. Noah Bombach. Since Adam Driver is obviously the self-insert in character. It just makes him seem like the big, most insufferable asshole of all time. Um, I remember that other movie I was thinking of too. His first movie, kicking. It's called Kicking and Screaming. Oh, that's not his first movie Isn't though. It? Squid and the Whale is his first movie. I thought it came out before Squid and the Whale, but I could, but I could be wrong. But anyways, it's that. That's the one where it's like four dudes right out of college and like mm-hmm. they don't want to move on with their life, right? That's basically the movie. Uh, kicking and Screaming. Yeah, I think so. Which is the one with Ben Stiller? The Secret Wall Life of Walter Minty. I don't, I don't think that's Noah Bombach. <laughs> I don't remember the Ben Stiller Noah Bombach one. Could have sworn he's got a Ben Stiller one. Let's check out his filmography. You're right, Creaking and Screaming is his first movie. Yeah, suck it. <laughs> You're admitting it wrong twice. That's fine. Uh, Screw in the Whale, Margot at the Lighting. Oh, Greenberg, that's the Ben oh, Stiller yeah. one. Francis Ha, while we're young. Oof, man, I don't really like any of these movies. I thought The Squid and the Whale was interesting when I was about 15. Was that when it came out? Oh, 2005? No, I was like 19. <laughs> <laughs> 19. I also thought Memoirs of a Geisha was a good movie around the same time. Oh, I, haven't, I haven't revisited it since then. Because fucking Zhang Ziyi's it. <laughs> That's why I liked it. <laughs> I remember it being directed really well, too. But I haven't watched it since I was 19. The uh, Joe Wright, Pride and Prejudice, is another movie that came out around that time that I liked. I think I still like that one. Um... So basically, Memoirs of a Geisha and Pride and Prejudice at the time, I liked them because of Zhang Ziyi and Kira Knightley. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to have to revisit them and see if either of them are still good movies. But yeah, sorry, next week sorry Noah Bombach, that your movie is actually about the time you divorced Jennifer Jason Lee so you could hang out with Greta Gerwig. I don't know. The, Greta Gerwig. I don't know his uh, personal life as well. I've also got to admit, I was wrong about The Mandalorian. Um, Baby Yoda can't save Star Wars. That shit's corny. <laughs> we talked about it off podcast already, so we won't rehash it. But basically, it's just not very good. Sorry, Star Wars. And the big story we got to talk about. Did you watch the video game awards? No. 
What? I don't watch any award show. You think I'm gonna watch a goddamn video game? <laughs> <laughs> don't you remember watching them just a few years ago to see how embarrassing they were? No, I, they were so I've, terrible. I've, I've, I can honestly say I've never seen a single second of the video game awards. Oh, I've watched. Um, I always watch like the cringe reels and stuff from them because they are just god awful. I watched uh, parts of this one though because uh, guess who was there? How do you? Well, yeah, Kojima is there, of course, but um. Grimes. Grimes performs. Oh. <laughs> oh. Well, she's like, oh, we're just in a... This is a video game I'm performing in. We're in a little real-life video game. This is the simulation. <laughs> so how she opened her performance? Nah, it was uh, related to Cyberpunk Ugh. 2077. Ugh. She's a fucking Cybertruck drive on stage afterwards? Nah, but the Cybertruck, there's rumors that it's going to be in the game. Yeah, 100% is going to be in that fucking game. Yeah. I'm not stupid. Yeah, she's her music's in Cyberpunk 2077. She plays a character in Cyberpunk 2077. Um, also, Churches was there performing their song from Death Stranding. Hey, that, that was better. Are you going to still play Cyberpunk 2077 when you find out that Elon Musk voiced a character in it? It depends. If um, Grimes' character in the game is uh, romanceable, I'll play it no matter what. <laughs> if not, though, and Elon Musk voices a character in it, then no, I won't play it. I actually probably won't end up playing it anyways because it seems like some uh, corporate bullshit that totally missed the whole point of Cyberpunk. And Just like who the fuck has time to play like a 90-hour game? <laughs> Except for fucking nerds who think the Cybertruck's cool. No, you don't understand. You see, farmers are going to use it because they don't have to go back into town to fuel up their, their farming vehicle. That's what farmers are like. I know this because mm. someone on the internet who's never been on a farm said so. I mean, to be fair, I don't think I've ever been on a farm. Oh, you right. absolutely have. Uh, ostrich farm, <laughs> right? It wasn't Trongo had an ostrich yeah. farm. <laughs> Hell yeah, that's more of a ranch though. I think, yeah, right? we've been on a couple ranches. Yeah, I've, been I've on actually more been ranches on, than farms. I've actually been on a couple farms because like field trips in the bay and stuff. Yeah. A lot of times you go out to like farmland and stuff. So I've been on a few farms. I haven't really worked on them hung out on ranches i've hung out with cows before so i guess i probably i probably know more than the person who said that farmers are gonna use the cyber truck they're gonna pay it's also like so it's hella expensive to get the truck that would be strong enough to actually help out with any farming so i don't know why they would pay that much when they could just get uh just wait a year and get the electric f-150 that's coming out yeah yeah and then they also don't look like an asshole <laughs> You know, must be such a joke. God damn. Do you see uh, his recent tweets about all oh, how video games, yeah, magic, quantum physics, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah. Someone. Oh, you're just an There's too many NPCs in this video game. Fuck, yeah. I hate, fucking hate that mentality so much. Someone perfectly encapsulated, like, the problem with Elon Musk is, like, yeah, the, we shouldn't. This is what happens when uh, 40 year olds start doing drugs. <laughs> <laughs> like, these are all thoughts you should have had when you're, like, 15. <laughs> Come on, man. And then people are like, fuck you. What have you ever done? He invented the electric car. Uh, what? Mm. No. <laughs> yeah. He didn't do shit. He's a joke. I don't uh, the first know. time I saw the electric car was in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids 2. Uh, Elon Musk actually really encapsulates. Sorry, honey, I blew up the kid. Yeah. Re- like, honestly, really encapsulates what I dislike about mainstream society. The fact that he can be seen... As like some sort of savior or a creative genius or an interesting person or even cool in any way. And it's anyone and people speaking up against him is, you know, the shouted down so you just didn't put any thought into this guy. You can look at him and see this guy fucking sucks. <laughs> like he's a fucking you can look at his fucking eyes. Yeah, he's a fucking bum. Like he's a flop. But nope. Only in fucking this weird Anglosphere shitty Oh, I love Tony Stark. Like, oh, yeah, choke me with the boots harder, daddy. Like, fucking, our society's fucked. And Elon Musk is just, a, 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 like, a monument to how fucked up we are. <laughs> so it's to the east we must look. China and India are our saviors. Dolly, come on, Xi Jinping, drop the bomb. <laughs> I'm ready. Come on, Emperor Modi. <laughs> <laughs> come on, do it. Do it, do it. Do it. Man, there's like fucking no one out there. Nah. We're I, fucked. I'm ready for a change though, so we fucking drop the bomb, Xi Jinping. Come on. What's Kim Jong-un? <laughs> Send those nukes. 
<laughs> They're not going to go very far. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I don't want to live in some shitty fucking Fallout universe. Me either, because we saw how the Fallout universe turned out. Yeah, they just kept listening to the same old fucking golden oldies. Jazz standards? I don't think so. <laughs> a big iron on his hip. Oh, that's not rules, then. I hate that it turned into like a fucking meme or something. Yeah, that's what it's gonna, well, that's get, how culture operates now. There's 10 songs in that goddamn video game, and it's 90 hours. So you're going to hear the song a million fucking times. There's no way. But no, beyond the game, Big Iron is a meme on the internet. I know it became that because of the fucking game, though. Is it because of the game? It happened recently. I think so. Recently. I feel like it usually can't recently. escape it. But that's just me. I don't know. Fucking, that's what I mean. Culture is fucked. And Elon Musk, you son of a bitch. Um, whatever. We watched Silent Night, Deadly Night. Oh, yeah. This is, a movie. This is VHS Cult. Oh, yeah. VHS Cult. VHS Cult. I'm Kyle. Uh, I'm Sean. I'm just a simple country gentleman in want of a wife. Uh, I'm a man looking to sorrow as much discord as I possibly can. Oh, that kind of suits me, too. Also, I'm not a country gentleman. I'm not from the country. Pretty urbane. I am in want of a wife. Now, there's a website you can go to that tells you, like, your 6th or your 19th century uh, novel trope. It'll just randomly give you one. And that's the one I got this morning. It was, like, gentle, genteel country man in want of a wife. And it was, like, kind of accurate. <laughs> <laughs> Except for the country and the genteel. <laughs> yeah, the country part's the real outlier. So I don't, I don't like getting my boots dirty. I mean, if they're using the, like the traditional definition of genteel, I don't think you qualify either. Yeah, isn't that like a wealthy landman nobility kind? Of <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not me. I am foppish though. Like I just said, I don't like getting my boots dirty. But you know, that's about it. Uh, yeah, Silent Night, Deadly Night. Oh yeah. <laughs> um. So on Friday, Joe Bob Briggs on Shutter <clears throat> had a Friday the 13th Christmas horror movie marathon. Did you watch this? They watched Silent Night, Deadly Night 2. Ah, garbage day. Which basically shows everything from Silent Night, Deadly Night. And it's just framed in a, it has a framing narrative with his brother and the asylum. And then the ending is really the only new footage. Joe Bob does the same sort of thing that we're trying to do where he just tells you all the interesting facts and information about the movie. And he kind of just went over the whole franchise and totally ruined this episode for us. So <laughs> Fucking Joe Bob, you <laughs> son of a bitch. You yeah, country they even re They even recreated the um, Linnea Quigley getting impaled on the antlers with uh, Darcy the male girl. So... Is there anything you want to talk about since we can't talk about Silent Night, Deadly Night? <laughs> well, you know what's even worse? We don't even have a Darcy the male girl to impale on antlers. That's why I'm Kyle, in... do you want to get up on some antlers? No, I'm in want of a wife <laughs> that will be impaled. What's, uh, what's Darcy the male girl up to? She fucking is on Shutter working with Joe Bob Briggs and living out the dream. <laughs> I need to be... So you need to kill her in place her. That's what I, I want to be his protege. Come on, hit me up, Joe Bob. You'd look good in some of those jackets. Hell yeah, wear a bolo tie. Well, then I'll really be a country gentleman. Country gentleman. <laughs> oh, fine, country gentleman over here. Joe uh, Bob's like kind of a working class hero too. He's not really like genteel, so I get it. I could do it. I don't really like beer. How do you feel about whiskey? I like whiskey. And yeah. rye. Nah, just whiskey. I like whiskey and gin. Gin and tonics, official drink of F. Scott Fitzgerald and Shane McGowan. F. Scott Fitzgerald is a piece of shit. Oh, really? I mean, I don't I would assume so. Him and Zelda had a pretty tumultuous relationship. <laughs> That's a nice way of putting it. Oh, well. Uh, so, we can't talk about Silent Night, Deadly Night. We sure um, can. It was the night before Christmas when all through the house... Not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. The stockings were hung by the chimney with care, in hopes that St. Nicholas soon would be there. You've made it through Halloween. Now try and survive Christmas. Silent night. Deadly night. No, we Let's can't. talk about uh, Billy for two seconds. No, uh, we can't. Does he remind you of Blast Hard Cheese from uh, Space Mutiny, Mr. Science Theater fame? 
He that's what I as soon as like because he's like a lantern jaw yeah a giant the handsome guy but like in that weird like a little too handsome it's a Chet strong jaw over there yeah I forgot about blast Tarjis my like uh, very masculine fake character that I used to use on the internet was uh, Lance Uppercut. <laughs> I, I like all those. Like, I remember when you applied for uh, that Harry Potter role play? Uh, yeah. So we had a friend that was uh, participating in like a live journal community that was like Harry Potter role play, and like I applied for it as my character being Lance Uppercut. <laughs> he burst into the room screaming with a with a knife in his hand, screaming meat. <laughs> I never got any follow-up about it, I don't think. No one ever got back to me. <laughs> I think they just quietly ignored you. Yeah, so Hateful Eight's a good movie. <laughs> Is that where we're going? Yeah, I watched it last night. Because I was like, well, Silent Night, Deadly Night. Psh, bullshit. It's all ruined, Joe Bob. Watched Hateful Eight. Did, uh, did you watch the uh, four-part miniseries version? Oh, fuck that shit, man. That's not Quentin, Quentin Tarantino's vision. That seems like so anti-Quentin Tarantino. But he, he's the one that fucking did it. I don't care. He's dumb. Fuck Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> Ruined his own movie. Nah, I just pulled, watched, pulled a George Lucas, huh? Yeah, I just watched the film version. Did you hear that J.J. Uh, Abrams said he really wanted to release the uh, theatrical cut of the original Star Wars trilogy, but apparently there's something in the uh, Disney-Lucas contract that prevents it. Oh really? Yeah. I actually kind of like that. Um, George Lucas ruined the original trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> or like, I mean, he, he honestly didn't change enough to say it's ruined or anything. But I like that. I mean, like the one, the really the Greedo Han thing is like real stupid. What? Mc- Everything else is kind of like incidental. McClunky. What? McClunky. You don't know about McClunky? No. Oh, uh, he changed it again for the most recent release, and Greedo's got a line where he goes McClunky. And then he gets shot. And so now McClunky is a thing. What the fuck? <laughs> McClunky. Man, you don't know about McClunky? I don't know about fucking McClunky. You need to spend not more time on the internet. <laughs> You're not online really enough. Got, I've spent too much time on the internet. <laughs> yeah. McClunky. McClunky. Yeah, I don't know. Just like the... If, if I was made like um, a crazy like popular franchise and was gonna sell it to a major corporation or whatever like he was i would absolutely just fuck it up on the way up (laughs) (laughs) and then in the contract like can't ever change it back (laughs) yeah but he fucked it up like years before well yeah i mean he's doing it out of like this own like personal drive he has where he's like oh it's not fucking right it's not perfect well because the whole thing with the greedo scene my understanding is um that scene it's not in the script or the screenplay or anything it was originally gonna be the java scene right but it didn't work, so they just quickly put together the Greedo scene, and then he was never like satisfied with it, which is like whatever. I mean, come on, people like it; it's fine. I thought it was perfect. I don't. Whatever. I don't That's for know. what it. I mean, for what it does. You know, I don't know. I I like it when um Han Solo's like neck uh, <laughs> dislocates and misses the blaster bolt. That's the version I like. It's Han has the force. Hmm. So I think that's good. I I like when they added the Java scene to it too, and he walk, walks around him. He steps on his tail. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like <laughs> I just Han Solo like the he the movement is like too quick. <laughs> he looks like a couple frames ahead of everything else. Awesome, fucking good. <clears throat> so Mandalorian is in good company. They had Bill Burr in it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I was just kidding. We can actually talk about Silent Night, Deadly Night. It's not, who watches Joe Bob Briggs' fucking marathon, huh? No one, right? Everyone does. Definitely not the same sort of people that would listen to this podcast. No, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> now, nah, no crossover at all. Silent Night, Deadly Night. Luckily, it's only fucking the perfect uh, length of time for these shitty horror movies. 79 minutes. <laughs> uh, it also, like, the horror really kicks in about halfway through the movie. Yeah, there's a lot of build-up to um, his spree, if you will. Little Billy witnesses his parents getting killed by Santa after being warned by a senile grandpa that Santa punishes those who are naughty. Hey, Billy, your parents are gone now. Let me tell you a secret story. Now Billy is 18 and out of the orphanage, and he has just become Santa himself. Whoa! (laughs) Why was his grandpa like, I'm just going to play like brain dead around your parents. (laughs) And as soon as the guy's like, Santa's going to get you. 
I'm dying, Billy. This is how I get my kicks. <laughs> yeah, like it's just a prank. <laughs> it seemed like, right? Yeah. Cause it, the what way- fucking disease could he possibly have <laughs> that he's like, this is a fucking good idea? Yeah. The scene, the way the scene's set up is like, he was a completely normal grandpa up until that point. Because you know I mean? <laughs> yeah. Billy's like, why is grandpa acting so strange? And then since the kids and parents are gone, he's like, guess what? Santa's gonna punish you. <laughs> Santa's gonna come and gonna gut you like a fish. <laughs> I like that. Like Billy gets to the heart of the my problem with this, uh, like really quick. He's like, "Why, if Grandpa can't talk, why the hell are we here on Christmas Eve?" Yeah, I like that. He's like, "What the fuck are we doing here?" Then? <laughs> they were getting documents or something, right? Also, what year did this come out? Eighty six, eighty seven, eighty four. Wow, I guess it's it's okay that no one was wearing seatbelts, but. I feel like at that point you knew. <laughs> she just got the baby in her lap. Yeah. Remember that one time we saw a baby die? <laughs> I don't think it died, but we saw a <clears> car accident <throat> and a kid get ejected from a car, which was not fun. I have some shocking news for you. Oh man. Mom lied to us about the baby surviving. I fucking hate you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> it's fucking dark. Merry Christmas. Fuck everything. Fuck yeah. Merry Christmas, huh? Uh, Muppets Christmas Carol. Uh, it's a film from 1990 starring the Muppets. Our main character, Gonzo. <laughs> He's got a friend named Rizzo who's a rat. Gonzo's chickens do not appear. Why not? Well, they do a little bit. Yeah, but no, like, no, no, no. This is one of the Muppets Christmas movies, so you know, gotta. You, not everybody's going to fit into a part. Uh, but um, they managed of- to squeeze Kermit and Miss Piggy into it. Of course, it's Kermit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as long as they're a subject of Muppets I got uh, I got a Disney Plus movie I got a pitch Actually two of them They're both based on William Shakespeare plays We're gonna do uh, Much to do about Nothing with the Muppets And we're gonna do um, A Midsummer's Night's Dream With the Muppets Midsummer, Mi- uh, A Midsummer. A Midsummer. It's gonna be a mix of Midsummer And a Midsummer Night's Dream <laughs> Sounds pretty spooky You don't wanna know What happens Miss Piggy she turns into like the fucking May Queen. It's awesome. <laughs> All right, so the Muppets Christmas Carol was originally released by TriStar Pictures on November 9th, nineteen eighty four. Oh wait, no, I, what? You flip some things around. Go ahead. Um, yeah, the Muppets Christmas Carol received substantial controversy over its promotional material and content, which fe- featured a killer Santa Claus played by Fozzie Bear. Right? That's Muppets Christmas Carol? <laughs> Sounds right. <laughs> and no, I'm mixing it all together. Silent Night, Deadly Night was about to Killer Santa. Yeah, people didn't fucking like that, huh? Why not? They'd already done it before. Uh, Black Christmas, right? Was that- nah. Black Christmas is a Christmas movie, Christmas horror movie, but it just takes place around Christmas. Man, why is my memory as if there's a Killer Santa in that? Wow, you're probably just remembering American Horror Story Season 2, Asylum. <laughs> where uh, Ian McShane plays Killer Santa. That show's so derivative. <laughs> uh, it was The film was going to be called Sleigh Li- Slay Rise. Slay. Like, or Santa Slay. Yeah, S-L-A-Y. Before Tri- TriStar decided to change the title to Silent Night. Deadly Night. Speaking of Black Christmas, though... Uh, when it was initially released, they were calling it Silent Night, Evil Night. But they changed it back to... Black Christmas. You know why they didn't want to call it Black Christmas at first? Why? Because they thought people were going to think it was a black exploitation movie. <laughs> like, no one will go see a movie about black people having a Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I also like the idea that if it's called Black Christmas, obviously it's a, it's about black people, right? Mm-hmm. And if it's about black people, it's an exploitation movie. <laughs> <laughs> Can't just be like a fucking family movie, right? Well, that's the whole thing is... um. When people talk about black exploitation, they basically just mean any black film that was being made in that period. Because the only black films that were getting made were being made by smaller studios that were exploiting the black audience. We talked about that more in the... I'm going to get you, sucker. I was going to say, my name is Dolomite episode, but... No, we just talked about my name is Dolomite in the... I'm going to get you sucker episode. Eddie Murphy's going to start doing stand-up again. Yeah, I heard that. Or he's been doing stand-up, but he might have like a special coming out. I bet he got some money from Netflix. Yeah. Netflix is giving everyone money except for us. Spotify is giving every podcast money too except for us. 
Spotify, hit me up. I don't care. I'll sell out. Netflix, hit big me time. Up. I got. I'll make a move. I'll make a new Stranger Things for you. Big time. There's all these purity tests on the internet from like anarchists and socialists and shit. Uh-huh. Like, oh, uh, you got to do it for the cause and blah blah blah. It's easy for you guys to say when you're all like upper middle class like journalist kids and shit. Um, that, oh, you could do it for the cause because like your parents are wealthy and your family's doing all right and shit. Like, uh, nah, I need health insurance, so I'll fucking sell out. Fuck you. <laughs> Get your money. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, it opened in 398 theaters in the Northeast and Midwest United States because there's more Catholic people there. They thought they would be able to agitate the Catholics. <laughs> Let's piss off those Catholics. Mm-hmm. Check it out. Uh, it outgrows West Craven's Landmark Slasher and Nightmare on Elm Street, which opened the same day. But in 235 fewer theaters. <gasps> Whoa! One of them kind of went on to be a classic throughout its entire lifetime, though. And the other one is Silent Night, Deadly Night. <laughs> so, that factoid kind of, who cares? Uh, I believe from tweets I've read on the internet that box office is the most important factor in deciding whether or not art is good. You're right. Pitch Perfect 2 is better than Mad Max Fury Road because money. The PTA fought to have this film removed from theaters due to its subject matter and the fact that it was shown around Christmas. But an earlier film with a similar premise called Christmas Evil, no problem. Guy came out, made some money, no one said shit. Yeah, but I mean, what you, I, if I'm a filmmaker, I want people to bro, to uh, protest and boycott my movie and uh, and uh, try to get it removed because it's, it's good for me. With that in mind... Um, they didn't expect the Killer Santa thing to be a problem because it had been done in other films before. What they were trying to do and what they expected was uh, the portrayal of the Catholic Church to be controversial. Oh. But everyone knows just... the Catholic nuns mm. are assholes. Yeah, but everyone was just kind of like, oh no, a bad Santa. <laughs> it's like uh, people missing the point of a film in a new and interesting way. <laughs> Uh, the big thing, though, is television advertisements for the movie were aired between episodes of uh, Three's Company and Little House on the Prairie, which are, you know, family-friendly shows. <laughs> so that led to parents complaining about kids being scared of Santa Claus. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yeah, large crowds formed at theaters and malls around the nation to protest the film. The East Coast premiere in the Bronx. Protesters picked the theater and sang Christmas carols in protest. That would make me want to go see the movie harder. People <laughs> outside caroling. Like, jingle bell, jingle <laughs> bell, jingle bell rock. <clears throat> uh, so it actually got pulled from theaters a week after its release. Oh, no. Sounds yep. Like a deadly night. It only grossed $2.5 million. Oh, man. They probably only made it for like $70,000. So yeah, that's still I think they're like, eh, okay. Producer Ira Barmark told People Magazine. He had a toy store in the movie. Yeah, Ira's toy store. It is named after him. Good catch. People have taken offense at Santa being used in a scary context. Santa Claus is not a religious figure. He's a mythic character. I didn't deliberately ride roughshod over that sensitivity and I didn't anticipate its objection to it. Which makes sense. Like, for some reason, to me, like, this movie's not offensive at all. How the fuck? Oh, no. Evil Santa Claus. What? (laughs) (laughs) It's not even Santa Claus. It's some dude dressed up as Santa Claus. I know. (laughs) All right. Let me pitch this to you. Uh, Basically, the same movie. Evil Santa Claus. It actually was the Santa Claus in the beginning was the real Santa Claus, the murder-rape guy. And Billy dedicates his whole life to getting revenge on Santa Claus. So instead of becoming... Spree Killer Santa Claus. It's a revenge film about Billy trying to kill Santa Claus on Christmas night. He ends up just killing a bunch of elves or some shit. I mean, he gets Santa eventually. It's like, uh, you know, a revenge movie. He'll have to go through some of Santa's goons, elves, but eventually he'll get to Santa Claus. <laughs> he's been training, his, basically, he's been training his whole life to kill Santa Claus. Let me, let me pitch you. He's got you like, tons of like improvised Santa weapons and stuff. It's awesome. Let me pitch you another movie based on uh, what you, the pitch you just, you just presented to me. Uh, same Santa concept, but you remember uh, the Tim Allen classic trilogy, the Santa Claus, right? Mm-hmm. Remember the first movie, they accidentally kill Santa? Yeah, and then he has to be Santa Claus. Right. So my, it's like a Kill Bill Volume 3 kind of thing. So it's the original Santa's son has found out who killed his father. 
And now he's out for revenge on the new Santa Claus. Oh, so he doesn't <clears throat> rape and murder? No, there's oh. no rape and murder. He's just out there to kill Tim Allen, which is something that a lot of us want to do. I feel like it's... Yeah, Tim Allen's one of those guys who said it's not, you're not allowed to be funny anymore because people are too sensitive. Oh, 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 oh. Gay people. Oh, 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 oh. Can't use that word anymore. Oh, 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 oh. Society's falling apart. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, it's a couple other wieners, similar to Tim Allen. Um, you might know them by the names of Siskel and Ebert. <laughs> they condemn the film. This podcast has been a real, a real, um, it's done a real number on my opinion of uh, Roger Ebert. They, he just like, he was an opinionated asshole. That was his job. And he sometimes he was wrong, you know. Uh, they condemned the film and Siskel went as far as to read names of the film's production crew on air. Telling them, shame on you. Sissel also said that all the money that the filmmakers were making off of this film was blood money. Blood money. Blood it's not like money. they made a fucking movie that glorified the Holocaust, guys. They took such a hard moral stance on a shitty horror movie about a guy dressed as Santa Claus. Fuck it. But this is the, in the midst of the satanic panic, so everyone's oh, all... Oh, yeah, we were amazing the monsters. <laughs> yeah, everyone's all wrapped up in this bullshit even Siskel and Ebert everyone's in a fervor about anything that's sort of contradictory to mainstream culture and then Tipper eventually Tipper Gore will fix everything thanks Tip until she gets absolutely eviscerated by D. Snyder Frank Zappa oh shit and fucking Jello Biafra on like the Donahue show <laughs> he tears her ass apart speaking of Donahue guess what he did a show about this movie? Yeah, dedicated an entire hour of his TV show to the controversy surrounding this film. I kind of want to go back to the 80s and 90s when we had those like daily talk shows where all it was was about um, whatever suburban moms were scared of at that point. They still have them. Yeah, I think they're not. Oh, really? They're still around? Yeah, they're still around. Oh, what do they talk about now? Like Fortnite and shit? <laughs> <clears throat> Kids are dancing everywhere. Boys shouldn't be dancing. We can't even be funny anymore. Ho, 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 ho. I don't like my wife. Oh, 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 oh. I would never say that. I'm a man in want of a wife. <laughs> a country genteel. I need me a country woman who can... I'm looking for a fine country woman who enjoys a slower, quieter life and can fix me a fine peach cobbler on a Sunday afternoon. That, I guess that sounds all right. <laughs> <laughs> I seem more like wants to watch horror movies. But yeah, but you can eat peach cobbler on a horror movie. That's I've, true. I've done it. I don't actually know what I'd be looking for in a wife. None of like the girls I've dated have like consistent features or anything. I don't know if I have a type or anything. It's Roman just, nose. Whenever I find someone who's interesting, I'm like, cool. Aqualine features. Aquitaine? Aquitaine. Aquitaine. Hey, you call me goddamn Aquitaine? Check this out. No. I oh. want to. All right. Shut up. All right. Podcast is over. Sean doesn't want to check things out anymore. Uh, director Charles E. Sellers was uncomfortable with shooting the death scenes, so the film's editor, Michael Spence, came in as the co-director for the film. <laughs> You're making a horror movie. Why'd you dude? sign on for this movie? <laughs> uh, so, who's in this movie? Uh, they got Wyatt's dad from Weird Science. Yeah, Britt Lanny. He's also Reg in um, Great Outdoors. So I was looking him up because I was like, see this guy everywhere. What? Well, first we got Robert Brian Wilson who plays Billy. This movie started his career and possibly ruined his career. <laughs> the rest of his filmography is like TV shows in the eighties and nineties, just like guest starring episodes. And I think he fell off the face of the earth. I mean, they like drag his him out. For like horror festivals and screenings for the show and stuff now, which is, I mean, it's good work if you can get it, but uh, that's about all his his career amounted to. I'm surprised they didn't drag him out for like one of the remakes they made. Didn't they make two remakes of this fucking movie? No, I definitely remember. There's one. four sequels and uh, there's a remake in 2006. Uh, but I mean, uh, the the real star of the show here, it's uh. Fucking queen of the VHS cult. She's back at it, boys. <laughs> Linnea Quigley. Woo! Woo! I, the, the, I actually have a woo in my notes. Woo! Because <laughs> Linnea Quigley's back. Woo! Woo! She's only in it for... 
two. She's in the two three minutes. Yeah, she's in the cool scene in the movie though. <laughs> Where her boyfriend's downstairs, like, man, someone is making quite the racket upstairs. <laughs> she's really screaming up there. Hmm, I'll just keep playing pool. <laughs> Also, having sex on a pool table? Yeah, uncomfortable. Yeah, that sounds wild. I, I, the whole reason they did it is because of that <laughs> cool-ass tiger painting in the background. Yeah. Do you notice tiger how many style. pictures of tigers are in that house? You know, man, that's her dad's selling cocaine. <laughs> that's like a cocaine guy's house. <laughs> I just feel like a tiger sometimes, yeah, you know? I'm on the prowl. <laughs> <laughs> Here's what Linnea Quigley had to say about the controversy, and I agree with her. She said, oh, my God, I was shocked when my manager called me in Mexico and said that. I was like, are you kidding me? I mean, to me, this is another horror film. I couldn't understand it at all, which is, yeah. What the fuck? It's just some dumb horror movie with Santa Claus. What's the deal? Huh? What's the deal? I don't know, man. What's the deal? Nah, it's a satanic panic. Everyone was fucking dumb in the 80s. And they're still dumb now. Hmm. Interesting. (laughs) No, the other thing. Interesting. Uh, Tedious. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, You know what? That's tedious. Yeah, that's my entire life, like, uh, having to deal with being a member of society and that sort of thing is, man, this shit sure is tedious. <laughs> oh, you're, uh, you don't agree with society, but you, uh, you participate in it? <laughs> I'm forced to participate in it. <laughs> I'm the joker, baby. <laughs> I'm the joker, baby. <laughs> man, Todd Phillips, he's going to get that Oscar, baby. Oh, fuck me. Mm. So that scene where he goes to the Clown Depot, baby. <laughs> baby, the Clown Depot. Uh, so at the time of the controversy, there was one very outspoken actor. He was absolutely aghast, offended, and appalled about Silent Night, Deadly Night. How could they do this to Santa Claus? Clint Eastwood. Mickey Rooney. Ah, oh, damn it. <laughs> but guess what? What? Can you guess? No. He saw the movie. He's like, oh, never mind. No, Mickey Rooney stars in Silent Night, Deadly Night 5, The Toy Maker. <laughs> Stupid ass hypocrite little bitch. <laughs> you know, they purposefully try to get him for that movie. Yeah, there's rumors supposedly that he didn't know it was a sequel. And he just signed on. No, he just needed the fucking money as he <laughs> stupid ass little hypocrite little bitch. Fuck Mickey Rooney. Fucking Shonen Trader. <laughs> Middle finger in the air. I don't know why I'm so mad at Mickey Rooney. <laughs> I don't know why I'm not really that Rooney. upset, but I mean, he is probably just a hypocrite little bitch. Lots of people are. Yeah. Yeah. You said it. All right. What do you think of this stank film? <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, you like I it? I was entertained from beginning to end. I mean, again. It's a fun movie. Yeah. I've said this, and I'm, this will be the last time I've ever seen it on this fucking podcast, but um, you can enjoy almost any one of these movies if you go into it with the right mindset. And mm-hmm. you're like, oh, I'm going to watch a bad movie, but you know, there's some, some, some fun to be had here. Um, but if you, if you go into it, there's, there's plenty of fucking plot holes here and contrivances and bad acting and... Um, just weird shit, but it's a fun ride. Yeah, it's like, all right, so even on the level of uh, deep genre films and stuff like that, uh, Black Christmas is 10 times the movie this is, even though that's looked on poorly a little bit because it's a horror movie. But um, so even in, within its own genre and even its own subgenre of being a Christmas horror movie, Silent Night, Deadly Night, not very well made. But pretty fucking fun to watch. As soon as they get to the grandpa, him him and the kid, the child Billy interacting, you're like, what the fuck is this movie doing? (laughs) (laughs) Listen here, Billy. (laughs) Listen here, Billy. You want to know a secret about Santa Claus? Have you been a good boy? Because if you've been a naughty boy, he's going to cut your testicles off. And then the the, uh, Santa in the beginning movie that's on a spree that seems to have... No motivation besides... Yeah, he's just like, I'm he's just, killing I'm people. just killing people on Christmas for some reason. Because he first... Or maybe a robbery goes wrong, right? <laughs> but then, no, he just shoots the guy just because. And then he's like, also, I'll just rape and murder this family. Because why not? Michael, like, the first contrivance, right, is obviously here. Like, what, why, what happened to this dude? 
He just doesn't like Christmas. No, but I mean, like, he kills the mom and the dad, right? He's just like, "Where's the? Where are you, little boy? I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill you." you oh know? yeah, how does that scene actually? How end? does that end? Because his brother's in the car crying. Uh huh. Does the dude just get bored and wander off? Yeah, he probably just goes back to his car and drives <laughs> he's, away. He's, he's like, like, "Oh well, man, what? Well, where the fuck am I? What the hell happened here?" And he just gets in his car and drives off. <laughs> yeah. And then what happened to Billy and his brother? They just froze to death. Now they made it to the orphanage somehow. Yeah, and then the, 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 another aspect of it that's not mm, fully realized, I guess, is the criticism of the Catholic Church. Yeah, they're just there for as a, a device, you know what I mean? Yeah, because, yeah, Mother Superior is uptight. As the Catholic Church has proven in history, they don't really understand or care about humanity the way they say they do. So they're just like... I don't care if he's got PTSD or whatever. Fucking, I don't give a shit. He's he's going to be a goddamn good boy in Santa Claus, Santa Claus's lap. Yeah, and sex is bad. Oh, he saw two people having sex. He must be punished too. <laughs> Fucking weird. But then there's a nice nun, right? Sister Margaret. <laughs> when Sister Margaret later on, when she after he gets the job at the toy store, she calls to check on him. Yeah. <laughs> And the dude's like, oh, he's playing Santa Claus now. And she's like, oh, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, but then she's on the phone with the guy. She's like, oh, my God, that's concerning. Better Same hang though. up. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, she doesn't even say anything. She's just like, oh, no. And the music's like, dawn. And she hangs up. That dude's probably like, what the fuck? <laughs> and she could have just been like, oh, he probably shouldn't be Santa. He, you know, you should tell me he needs to call me. And yeah, like, why don't you get him on the phone real quick? I need to talk to yeah, him, maybe. She's <laughs> like, no, fuck that. <laughs> I mean, I guess she shows up at the toy store, but... Yeah. I, <laughs> I like the montage of him at the toy store <laughs> where they show uh, Mr. Sims, Mr. Sims, the manager, uh, Britt Laney, and he just does like an improving nod. He's like, mm, that guy really is stocking some boxes. <laughs> I love the fucking song. On the warm side of the door. How about us? Uh, my brother's standing there on the warm side of the door. Christmas Eve, they close up shop. And it's fucking time to get just drunk at work. Just yeah, that's how it used wasted. to happen in the 80s. Right in the middle of the toy store. You don't even go to a bar or anything. You just stay at uh, work. Kyle, the place I, I used to work at until maybe like three or four years before I started working there. Their Christmas party, they used to bring a beer truck into the parking lot. Oh, really? Yeah. That shit sounds fun party hard <laughs> oh i like how also, that, that's like, the thing is like i imagine a lot of places i worked at if we had like a christmas party where like yeah you know why they rough, stopped doing it <laughs> it was like man there would be, and this is like we're doing so many fucking drugs <laughs> <laughs> well yeah you gotta, that's you know exactly still in computers <laughs> yeah and i worked at like a finance company where everybody was like you know real stuffy yeah yeah you know, a lot of college football fans if you know what i mean yeah honkies Crackers too, honkies and crackers, <laughs> flavorless crackers, mayonnaise. Yeah, I like how uh, there's like ten people in the store, but like half the store just disappears as mm-hmm. soon as the party starts. Oh, the there's you. like a blonde girl there and another dude, and as soon as the <clears> bottles <throat> open, they just doop dip. I mean, I kind of would too. There wasn't they like it didn't seem like there's a lot going on. I don't know if I would want to get drunk with my schlubby fifty year old manager. At, <laughs> The toy store, you know, I'd probably like. It's time to get shit faced. Cool, He's here drink. to try to get on Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve is when our family hangs out, anyways. Yeah, I'd be like, true. oh, sorry, cannot attend. Yeah, that's the aspect of it for me. That's weird. It's like they don't, don't got anywhere else to be. They're just gonna hang out in the toy store. Billy's an orphan. Get drunk. No, you can't all be orphans. <laughs> or actually, Ira only hires orphans. <laughs> Less questions asked when they suddenly <laughs> disappear. And they suddenly get murdered. Yeah, so uh, because of the trauma that Billy experienced as a child on Christmas Eve after playing Santa Claus, he goes crazy. He goes on a spree. Part of it seems to also be out of sexual frustration. Yeah. Because he's into Pam. And Pam seems to be into him. Yeah, but, Pam's into him. Mm-hmm, and But then there's the other dude who uh, is a little shit. He's like a little guy, you know. Like a short guy. I liked when he was yelling at at Billy in the back room, like "You do this shit again, you're you're gonna be in some big trouble." Yeah, it's like he is boss or something. <laughs> but Billy's just like, "Man, fuck off about work, man. I ain't trying to hear that shit. I'm trying to smash and or not kill. <laughs> <laughs> One of them things." Uh, yeah, so he's got a. There's like a little a little wiener guy that works with him, who's also trying to put the moves on Pam. 
<laughs> by putting the moves, I mean sexual, sexual assault. assault. And that's kind of... I mean, it's all building up inside Billy. He's just like, punish, punish, naughty, punish. Um, and he saves Pam by killing the wiener man. He strangles him with the Christmas lights, and then there's a lot of blood coming out of his neck. Where'd that blood come from? I imagine the Christmas lights really cut into They punctured like, into him? Billy's lights. fucking strong, man. You saw the way that uh, Ira looked at him. He's like, oh, that man can lift so many boxes. Mm-hmm. It's a job for a man, uh, and that's a man I've ever seen one. Look at that cut of meat. <laughs> he is a really fucking cut for a random actor in the 80s. <laughs> yeah. He's a real blast hard cheese. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and f- so he's, he, he, I mean, he kills the dude, and Pam's like, I get being upset because he killed the dude, but I don't know, I feel like I might kill a dude in the same situation, you know? I you never mean, know what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, in the heat of the moment, but I can't imagine wrapping a, a electrical lights around the dude's neck and, like, hanging him with it. If he tries to fight back, I might. <laughs> you know, know what it's like in the heat of the moment? <laughs> Fucking someone try to get you, you gotta get him. Sometimes you gotta kill Justified homicide. <laughs> New Jack from uh, professional wrestling. <laughs> yeah, he's got some murder charges. All deemed justified homicide. I don't know if that shit's real, though. No, it's hard to tell in wrestling, isn't it? Kind of, but like New Jack's like a serious dude, I think. I don't know. He's like my favorite uh, shoot interview behind the scenes wrestler guy I talk to because he's got some brain damage. Uh, do most wrestling yeah, and probably from like doing drugs and stuff but he's still really interesting and like if he's comfortable like sometimes you'll see him he'll be with like an interviewer who's just like really shitty uh-huh. and he's like real standoffish and mean to him which is like still entertaining but sometimes if it's somebody he's comfortable with he'll like actually talk about real shit and you're like damn new jack's real interesting and that's why I want to make a new Jack biopic <laughs> for real. Like if I ever <clears throat> have the opportunity like, yeah, hey, you know, you fucking, it's time to do like a shitty biopic. New I'll be like, new Jack time. Is your topic. Yep. You should have been the star of the wrestler. Darren Aronofsky, you idiot. <laughs> I don't know. How did we start talking about new Jack? Oh, yeah, I was talking I about know. justified homicide. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So whatever. Pam's mad. She didn't like it, so he kills Pam too. She's naughty though, right? She was had her breasts out. No, he the dude ripped open her shirt. It's not her fault. I know, but like he's got all mixed up morality because of Catholicism <laughs> and his fucking weird ass grandpa. Yeah. Well, I, I think the the sexual part of it is from oh, that's Catholicism. Well, from Mother Superior. Well, I guess also the rape with his attempted rape of his mother by Santa. I don't know. It's all in there. I like to think of it as more of a dig at <clears throat> Catholicism. Because organized religion has sort of like tainted everyone's perspective on sexuality anyway. So. No, not the Mormon religion. They wear magic underwear. Exactly. So that their wieners can't get strong. No, so that the their wieners can't feel the dirty sex magic. coming. Oh, from. the detritus? Yeah. Oh, ah, sex in the air. I love the smell of that. <laughs> I was going to make that joke. <laughs> oh, damn. Thanks, Rihanna. Yeah, so that's what triggers his spree. And he just wants to punish people for being naughty, which is understandable. But you need to direct that energy into the positivity, like being like, a, um, you know, in a S&M sort of relationship or have a job where you dominate people and you punish people for money. <laughs> Yeah, like yeah. a police officer. Yeah, like a cop. <laughs> I was thinking more in a consensual way, but... No, no, no. In a non-consenting way. Yeah, then you're a cop. Yeah, you, you dole out punishment for property crimes and things like that. It's very cool. Very cool. What do you think about... I try not to think. The climax of the movie where he's going to the orphanage to kill Mother Superior, presumably, right? Uh-huh. But in his own messed up morality... Why would he see Mother Superior as naughty? I don't know. Because like she was like the source of his Him, yeah. sense of righteousness. Yeah, again, the if you think about this movie too much, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, you're right. It's still pretty fun. I will say though, um, it being rediscovered and becoming a cult classic later in its life. Yeah, it's a fun movie. Blah blah. blah. I'd rather watch Black Christmas. Um, I'd rather watch <clears throat> Muppets Christmas Carol. 
Well, yeah, but if I watch Christmas horror movie, I'll just watch Black Christmas. It's a much better movie. This movie mostly got famous because of the sequel being crazy and clips of it being on the internet, you know, garbage garbage day. day. People going back and watching this one and being like, oh, this is actually kind of okay slasher movie. And it is, but really, for me, the only scene I really like is the Linnea Quigley scene. It's only, like, interesting slasher part of the movie to me, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. And at the end when, like, the sheriff deputy is wandering around the orphanage and getting spooked by everything. (laughs) I don't know. For some reason, I'm like, they're just really trying to do, like, Halloween right here. (laughs) I like when he uh, kills Father (laughs) O'Hulahan. It's just, like, not a big deal. Like, there's no investigation. There's no, it's like, all right, we'll just drag the body out there. You stay there. I, kinda, real killer shows I actually up. do kind of like um, the scene that seems to come from a completely different movie halfway through where the sledding scene. Oh, yeah. Where they introduce these four characters that have an implied relationship that you're immediately familiar with by, by, on the dialogue. I was like, someone else had to have wrote this fucking scene. Like, <laughs> it was it, weird. It came from like a different movie. It's like, hell yeah, watch me bomb this hill. Oh, no, what if I hang a tree? Like, you're right. It was like a little short story inside yeah. the fucking movie. Uh, but but I like the, or It's funny to me when he's like, oh, man, what if I hit a tree? And he's like, come on, pussy. And then they go down the hill and they're going like three miles an hour. Yeah. It's they're real, like the guy has to like self-propel <laughs> themselves. And it's, it doesn't seem fun at all. Check me, watch it. Watch me bomb this hill. <laughs> I found the perfect hill. This hill sucks. Yeah, but then I, he jumps out and decapitates him. And it's pretty good when the headless body just careens down. down. <laughs> it's like, ah. And his friend's reaction to it, which I've seen is like genuine enough. You probably would just like scream your head off if that happened to you. But there's just something funny about him like, ah. <laughs> Because it went on for so long. <laughs> yeah, so I like that little vignette that showed up in the middle of the movie. It was like, it was like, all right, now let's check in on like Home Alone Four, and and then uh, but <laughs> our killer is gonna yeah, run then, through this movie real yeah, quick. Our killer just came through. It's like in Gremlins Two when the Gremlins go start showing up. Another John movie. Wayne. Yeah, it was like what the fuck. What a gag. I just, they didn't do it on purpose, though. It's just that scene was written better than most of the other ones. <laughs> and, like, kind of acted better, too. Somehow that one, like, smarmy kid was a better actor than everyone else in the movie. Except for Linnea Quigley. <laughs> no one can get impaled by antlers like Linnea Quigley. That's right. So no one can get their breasts out like Linnea Quigley. <laughs> I think about Duff. Hillary Duff? Duff. <laughs> you like, Duff. You like Duff, Hiller Duff. <laughs> Don't come down here. We're doing our homework. It's Lizzie McGuire. We first, when we first meet our uh, romantic couple, there's curling outside, and the boy can't concentrate on the his boner with because of the curling. So he hits the cassette deck, the the ghetto blaster, and it's like, oh, cool. Luckily, there's just some porn music on. <laughs> Just <laughs> a little smooth acid jazz, you know, real singing, swinging sixties shit. Why would that be on the radio? Music to hang dong to. <laughs> and then he just plays pool while she gets killed. Also, when he comes into the scene where she's hanging on the antlers already, she would have been in his. Yeah, I know he walks right faster. <laughs> he's he like, huh? Oh, hmm. What's going on? Hmm? Oh, he's like, oh no! I can't imagine he was a very attentive lover. He couldn't find the clip. And then, uh, yeah. <laughs> she kept pointing to it. He's like, I don't see it. <laughs> what? Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> and then her little sister gets a box cutter for Christmas. Yeah, so she can be a Santa killer, too. He's like, you been good this year? And she's like, yeah. Fucking nothing less. Or I'm not going to tell the truth to Santa. Not this Santa. She. Here's a box cutter for your troubles. Yeah, he just gets shot, though, and his brother's like... Oh, there's a you know a little sting at the end where his brother Ricky's still in the orphanage after he's shot. Mother Superior's like, "Oh, children!" and Ricky's like, "You're naughty." And that's it, man. It's the, the, all the the fixings are there, all the ingredients, so that you can have a four more sequels. Woo! One with 
Mickey Rooney. The second one is um, a heartless cash grab that they turn around real quick based on video sales and stuff for this one. Mm-hmm. Um, Garbage day. They basically recut this movie, framing around uh, Ricky in the mental asylum, talking to a therapist, getting out, doing his own little spree. Uh, Joe Bob mentioned this on the his 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 his, 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 his marathon. This is why I wonder if we're gonna be like Joe Bob because we can't fucking get our words out. I'm unstoppable. I am probably very stoppable. Numbers on the board. Jose Menendez was the producer on the oh second one. Oh my god! One. <laughs> and he, Jose Menendez killed by his sons Eric and Lyle <laughs> Menendez. And also, that would go on to inspire uh, one of my favorite black comedy movies, Cable Guy. <laughs> I think they were Asian. <laughs> <laughs> they looked like they might have been Asian. Asian. <laughs> well, because that was in the Menendez trial or when the crime first happened. Didn't they try to blame it on the black guys? Yeah, yeah I think that's what it was. Or, or uh, Italian maybe, mafia or something. Something yeah, well, weird. Then, there was also that one woman who's uh, who killed her kids, and it's like, and they were kidnapped by black guys. Yeah, uh, people don't change. Yeah, I just thought I think that's pretty interesting because uh, Jose Menendez was a big time Hollywood producer, and then I mean, it was man, keep your friends close, keep your enemies closer. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> and then your enemies are your sons, and they kill you. Huh? I guess I'll. Take that as a lesson. It's a cautionary t- tale about why you should never be wealthy. <laughs> your kids will, kids will kill you. Kill you. Then they'll appear on uh, Mark Jackson's NBA trading cards. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, any final words on Silent Night, Deadly Night? Garbage Day. Uh, any other good Christmas horror movies? There's only like five. I think, I think there's probably a bunch that aren't very good. Yeah, I just kind of like Black Christmas, and um, this one's all right. None of the sequels are very good. Ernest Saves Christmas. I guess that's not a horror movie, then. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, just watch Muppets Christmas Carol. They're, uh, one of the um, uh, ghosts in Muppets Christmas Carol was really scary to me as a kid. So uh, The Ghost go. of Christmas Future? The Grim Reaper one? Mm-hmm. I like the Ghost of Christmas Present. Come in and know me better, man. (laughs) Ghost of Christmas Past is a little bit creepy, too, but like in a really ethereal, beautiful way. Like it made me feel weird when I was a kid. Yeah, like James Earl Jones and Conan. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess that wraps it up for Silent Night, Deadly Night. Next week, uh, we're going to be watching not a Muppets Christmas Carol, but another version of Christmas Carol. Starring Bill Murray. Oh, man. It's a Terry Gillum joint. No, it's not. Wait, no, it's not. It's uh, it's fucking Donner, Richard Donner. Yeah, Richard Donner. We're watching Scrooged. It'll actually, it's actually like a good heartwarming Christmas movie. Figured we should watch one that's like actually good. And it'll be out on Christmas. Yeah, I watched Scrooged. It should be pretty good. Bill Murray's in it. Who? Remember when Bill Murray released the... Uh, the Christmas special he did. I think two or three years ago, right? Yeah. It had like Miley Cyrus and stuff in it. I never watched it. I guess I could watch it this year. It's pretty good. They do a version of Fairy Tale in New York. Oh. Yeah. Do they use the other one? <clears throat> um, I don't know. I think they might hop over that part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Where's next week? Scrooge. Scrooge. It's going to be serious. Christmas magic will be in the air. This will come out on Christmas. Yeah, Christmas magic. Merry <sighs> Christmas, everybody. Although, yeah, Merry Christmas in advance. We'll talk to you on Christmas. You'll be hearing our, our sweet voices on Christmas. On I Christmas. know you'll People fuck your family. Are, sure, go out of, I'm, they'll definitely go out of their way to listen to our Christmas episode. Hell yeah. About Bill Murray and shit. Um, Hopefully, I remember to put it up. <laughs> uh, the dude that plays Billy in this movie, I already forgot his name. Robert Bryan... Robert or something. He had a bunch of just first names. Uh, recently appeared in a Hallmark Christmas movie playing a character named Kyle. <laughs> so, <laughs> just keep that one and put that one under your hat and think about it. <laughs> <laughs> what does it all mean? I don't know. Shit, the connections, the world's flat. Time is a flat circle. Blah, 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 blah. The Yellow King. <laughs> I'm the Lizard King. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, that well, that'll do for VHS Cult. VHS Cult. Go to McVentureProductions.com. Uh, Twitter, iTunes, rate and review. Follow us on Twitter. Smash, smash the like button. Yeah, go to Instagram. I don't think I've never. Po- I hardly ever post on Instagram. I post it once in a while. I don't check if it you, out. If you oh, see posts on Instagram, shit. it's probably me. Oh shit! Check it out. Uh, I'm at a Sean McDonald on Twitter. Um, good luck finding me. <laughs> you can find him through me. You just go on the website, McFrenchPressions.com. I actually don't think your Twitter handle's on it. Oh shit! Mysterious. Because <laughs> you you went like eight months without a Twitter handle. Uh huh. You gotta put it on there. What if what if my wife is waiting? My wife's out there. I feel like if she really wanted to find you, she could. How? I basically have no internet presence. <laughs> <laughs> She's out there waiting for me. Better than Grimes. Better than Lauren Mayberry from yeah, Churches. She has all the lenses in her eyes. Better than Kira Knightley, Zong Yi, All of them combined. Zoe Kravitz. Yeah, one weird looking The girl. ultimate wife for Kyle. We call her Queen Wifey. You have to do everything she says. <laughs> she does ball torture. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Alright, VHS called bye.